Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Welcome, DB peeps. We are here today with a very, very special guest, Jamie's twin sister, Lindsay. Say hi, Lindsay. Hey, everybody. So I don't know if everyone's going to be able to tell the difference between the them because they pretty much have the same voice yep it happens yeah so i don't know so good luck um but anyways today we are drinking moscato and we are going to be talking about um our little baking adventures because Lindsay is a professional baker yeah yay we are going to ask her tons of questions and delve into kind of the baking life since I have no don't know anything about that. I mean, I just like to eat. This is Jamie. I just really like to eat stuff. Baking, just I guess I don't really have the patience for it. So I like to say that I'm Lindsay's taste tester. Oh, I can I can I have that job too? <laughs> sure, you're eating my cookies now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay, please crack open our bottle of wine. We're drinking a 2017 cupcake. <clears throat> Moscato. I know it's probably very shocking to everybody that we are drinking a freaking Moscato. I don't know. We just had to at some <laughs> point, right? It was inevitable. Yeah. Well, and the sweetness goes with our sweet baking adventures that we're going to be talking about. Oh, so, sweet tooth. Um, so I don't like baking because I don't like that I have to measure everything. Damn. Lindsay's got a heavy pour. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't drink wine that frequently, people, but... <laughs> got easier Man. to pour. As, as the bottle got lighter, it got easier to pour out. So let's cheers. cheers. It actually... Is, I'm going to say I haven't drank it yet. It smells really <laughs> kind of refreshing. It's sweet. You know what? If I was drunk enough, this would taste amazing. <laughs> but I'd have to be super voice. drunk. This is... Lindsay... So, I don't drink a ton of wine. Well, I don't drink a ton, period. Truth. Um, Moscato was always one of my go-tos. I liked the sweeter things. Hmm. That's, you know, not surprising. As I've aged, the sweeter ones are a little bit more notable. And this one is definitely sweet. But it's like, like if you, you have to drink it under the right circumstances, I think. It's not one that you would drink to. Super drunk. Super, super drunk. drunk. Super okay. Super hot day and like sitting on the porch, drunk with some people. Sure, maybe you're drunk. <laughs> you know, there's like there's no other way that you will get this down my throat. See, unless. and I'm like, it's okay. I Lin, okay. Some so, people love it, and that's cool. I mean, if you like sweet wine, then then definitely this is the way to go. I yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Well, and Lindsay, for not drinking a lot, she this was actually like her wine of choice. Actually, specifically Moscato de Asti, which is not what we're drinking. Yes, at my wedding. That's, you didn't say that. That's where. You've drank Moscato de Asti before. I don't ever order wine, hardly ever when I go out. Are um, you a beer girl then? No, I'm a non-drinker girl. Non-drinker, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty, Amazing I'm a cheap date. I'm a real cheap date. Um, <laughs> but no, for my wine, for my wine, for my wedding, I actually wedding. went and got Moscato di Asti just so I could have that instead of champagne at so my toast. So I could see how it would be more palatable as a bubbly. Yes, because I, I don't like the Because I think the bubbly dry. would try and balance out a little bit of the sweetness. 
For I sure. think that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe you should try Moscato Diaz. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. Anyways, um, a little bit about Moscato. Yeah. It's actually from Italy. It is the Muscat grape or Muscat Blanc. And it's a very popular white wine in Italy and pretty much, I think, among people who don't really drink wine. It's really <laughs> popular. Yeah. Hey, over I here. mean, no, it is. It's like kind of like people who like aren't into wine, they'll drink Moscato. Amazing. So it is from Italy's northwest region of Piedmont. Truth. And it's also made in the United States and Australia. It's not just made in Italy. Uh, it's known for its perfume-like fragrance, light body, semi-sparkling, spritzy character. That's when it's a nasty. Correct. Uh, lower alcohol content. Um, um, this one's, we said, what, 9.5? Yeah, yep. 9.5. But it can be even lower than that. Uh, straw yellow with occasional tinges of gold. Um, its aromatics are orange blossom, honeysuckle, almond, ginger, ultra expressive fruit dominated by green grapes, citrus tones, and ripe peach nuances. Oh my god, do you want to know something really crazy? Hmm. Muscat Blanc is originally from Greece. Really? Um, yeah, that's from Y Folly. That's really interesting. Hmm. Holy smokes can also be made in a dry manner or the sweet, but I feel like the sweet is what we're... That's oh, really what's on the market. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So I actually have a funny story about Moscato. Uh, okay. I think I've told this story on another podcast, potentially. When I first went to Napa, I was like, I don't know, for wineries in. And we <laughs> ended up at St. Supery and I... Had had a lot to a lot of I was tasting a lot of wines. I was enjoying my experience. What you do so in we, Napa? Not yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not like you do it all the time. I okay. Mean. <laughs> so, anyways, I mean. Saint Supery, which is a wonderful winery, and they somehow I don't really I actually don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm still unaware of what happened, but I somehow ended up on their Moscato of the Month Club. <laughs> oh my god! And I. No, thank you. I actually, my mom and sister were waiting for me in the cab, and I actually walked out with, like, a carrying case with, like, two or three bottles of Moscato. <laughs> I just want to know, like, I'm sure the words, I don't like Moscato, must have, like, escaped your lips at some point in time. I, I mean, this was, like, a long time ago, and I don't think I actually, like, knew about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, I don't think I, I, I didn't think I knew that Moscato was, like, the super sweet wine. Like, mm-hmm. I just... You just oh. like was not known, well I, known at that point. I don't know. I seen Super as good wine. Young. It's okay. You were young. But then, like later, I was like, "What am I drinking?" <laughs> was it nasty? It was so sweet. I had to cancel my membership. Oh, sure. yeah, makes sense. I would support like, that decision immediately. Oh Otherwise, you just gift it to a lot of people. Oh, and then and See? then I like. See? I made us, like, drink it there because I didn't want to, like, take it with me. <laughs> Not worthwhile to, like, pay to have it shipped, no. like, back home. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my that's my Moscato story. I have no funny Moscato story other than that Lindsay drinks it and I think it's crazy. Oh, by the way, St. Supri still sends, sends me emails to this day about their <laughs> Moscato. About their Moscato? You're like, unsubscribe! Unsubscribe! <laughs> Not unsubscribe from all. Just send me the red shit. But get yeah, them, they have get they have they and they have actually they actually have good other whites. Yeah. So speaking of winemakers that have other things, uh, cupcake wines actually has a plethora of varietals that they make, from Chardonnay to Pinot Noir, Petite Syrah. 
They also have these blends. One of them was red velvet, which I considered getting, I'm not going to lie. But we can't, we don't know what the freaking varietals are. So I was not happy with that. There's another so if anybody blend. knows. Yeah, let me know. Um, it also has angel food is another one. It's a white mm-hmm. blend. I would assume maybe it's like a white Bordeaux, but that is giving them a lot of credit. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, this one, I did intentionally pick up the Moscato because... Hey, they've got cans now. I Not of everything. I think Chard, Pinot Grigio something. Butterkissed Chardonnay. Gross. <laughs> Vomit in a bottle. This pairs with that secret love note your partner left you, according to Cupcake Wines. Aw, see? Super sweet. Oh, I'll get it. see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, so, Lindsay, can you read the back of the bottle and just... Of course. Or some I, of the parts of the back of the bottle? I didn't put my glasses on for nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. We traveled to Italy's renowned Tre Venizzi region to find the most lush, flavorful Moscato. This wine shows sweet, delicate aromas of honey, nectarines, and hints of wildflowers. Delectable... I'm not drunk yet. I know I said I'm a cheap date, but... Delectable flavors of luscious peach, ripe apricot, and juicy melon lead into a creamy mid-palate, followed by a soft, lingering finish. Smooth and delightfully refreshing, it's reminiscent of a peaches and cream cupcake. Enjoy with bacon-wrapped scallops. I what? just want to sing Peaches and Cream, the song. <laughs> it is it? it I, is I just want to sing it. It is. Oh, I don't think I know it. Do you Can you hum to? a few bars? Oh, I'm not singing. <laughs> Hold on, maybe um, I can don't find a taunt snippet. us. So, but I, I find this interesting to enjoy with bacon wrapped scallops because that is one of my favorite. Is it? Yes. Oh, they're so good. <gasps> bacon wrapped dates. Actually, oh, bacon wrapped yes. anything is amazing. But that, I feel like that just pairs right off of our previous episode about wine and cheese pairings where we talked, Sarah and I talked a little bit about, um, you know, pairing like something that's a sweeter wine with mm-hmm. more of those cured meats, sort of that salty-ish to kind of balance things out. So, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, there's an ad. Okay. <laughs> there you go, guys. Does anyone remember this song? No. What? 112. Come on. Jamie. Any- <laughs> do you I know what I do. I do know this song. Maybe I need but to I'm get just really the... enthralled by the music video. Hold right on. Now. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> now that we've clarified that. Perfect. <laughs> now that we've um, all agreed that we do know what Peaches and Cream is, the song, and the flavor, I guess. No. Yeah, so what I was peaches. I mean, peaches reading like so this, I definitely felt like it had a little bit of a creamier. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a crazy wine taster like these gals. I did, however, and we might get into this, but I did have to take a wine tasting course um, oh, yes. in school um, to go along with one of my degrees, and so I did learn a lot about wine, the fundamentals of it, and the tasting bouquet, whatever. All of that. So um, I did feel that it was a little bit creamy, though. I think and I, I do find it refreshing. I think <laughs> I dislike sweet Riesling more than I dislike this Moscato. Hmm. That's a heavy statement. That's not saying a lot, but <laughs> I am acknowledging that this is not the most awful wine that I have tasted. 
I, I think I get the honeysuckle. I agree. I also Definite get honey. I peach nectarine. I thought was a really good, um, really good way to describe this. It like is like a very, super ripe one with a lot, yeah, of, a lot of honey. But mm-hmm. I exactly. I don't think that it's a very uh, particularly fruit forward wine. I feel like there's a lot of other maybe florally and some of that like tertiary almondy stuff going on here that is just not. It's not. It's not. That's more prominent than the fruit stuff. I'm still, I'm still battling with it. <laughs> um, okay. All right. I think I'm done with the wine. All right. So this, I um, mean, I will just say this costs like what? Usually under ten bucks. So yeah. this is. I think all their wine is pretty. Yeah, I feel like this is comparable to the middle sister almost. There's just like a lot of varietals, and there's a lot of very fun sure. plays that you can it's do a line that is supposed to appeal to a wide audience yeah yes and i think it's something that you can show up to at a party you know and bring it like it's it's a i think it's a cute bottle i think it's cute they've mm-hmm. got a little like swirly filigree cupcake on top you know it's it just, is a really cute bottle i feel like it looks oh. kind of <laughs> it looks <laughs> it looks fancy. my vocab i think that it looks fancy i mean but it's just, you know, here, happy housewarming, you know, something like that. And you can go for one of the varietals that they might like. Are you telling me that I overspend on my housewarming wine gifts? Are you telling me that I underspend? I'm just <laughs> I've actually never given fight, a bottle fight, of cupcake. Fight. <laughs> cupcake away as a housewarming gift. Funny story. The teachers in eighth grade claimed that Lindsay and I actually got in a physical fight. Oh, not, no, 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 that. not teachers. There was one teacher who started telling students. Yeah, and they told, like, the younger kids that that, like, that we got in a physical altercation. And Did I was you? Like, no. No. We, well, not in eighth grade. No, we never, the way they described it was like a throwdown. So we've never done a throwdown, to be honest. Not to say that we haven't gotten physical with, like, cat scratches and shit, but anyway. I think our listeners need to see pictures. <laughs> Of what? You guys fighting? Oh. Oh, oh we, we don't have, have documentation. Oh. No. We don't want to that's we use this evidence against okay. us in the future. Deal. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk about baking okay, because I don't know much about it. Because like I was saying, uh, started saying earlier, I really don't like baking because I have to measure everything and then it has to go in a certain order. Otherwise, it comes mm-hmm. out like mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. So I know how to bake like two or three things really well and that's it like I stick to those and I'm good what do you like to bake uh biscotti oh that was good Uh uh-huh and I make cardamom crescent cookies (gasps) yum and then I am my mom has these secret recipe they're chocolate walnut cookies that she makes okay at Christmas and and she makes her own icing and all that and I'm slowly trying to learn that but other than oh and I can make cobbler but I I don't even consider that baking that is more of I'd say like a cooking thing like you throw that shit together and yeah I'm like don't need to measure it's like fine no I think that's a little bit less scientific is cool if I need it we'll feel this quick (laughs) everything else like bake a cake oh god no (laughs) one time I made a red velvet cake (laughs) I I made a red velvet cake from there's like this cake doctor book I'm sure Lindsay's like appalled that I own this. But it's for a, some reason I own one too. I think I own another one hundred and one things to do with, with cake mix. Yeah. It's I mean it's actually quite interesting. I've made like four or five things from it. It's, it's cute. And it's, it's a cute. good idea because yeah. you know you get a back box mix and there's only so much that you can really do with it. And so, so you think. 
Well, so then it, this book teaches you how to like doctor it up. So one of them was to make a red velvet cake. So I was like, oh, for mom's birthday, I'm going to make a red velvet cake. Why? I like told Lindsay, I was like, no, you can't make it. So. Okay, wait, wait. Preface this that Lindsay here does not like red velvet, really. I've never liked red velvet it's like my until later in my life. Jamie is a huge fan of red velvet. Indeed. And so she said she's going to make red velvet cake. Wait. And I was like... Oh, shit. Because I don't want to eat it in the first place. Well, Sorry. No offense. That's fine. So I made it, and um, I forgot to put the buttermilk in. <laughs> I, that, I would, like... I don't even know. That, that was, like, thing? one of, like, the main ingredients. Oh, okay. Wait, like, you forgot milk altogether, or you forgot buttermilk? Specifically, like, I spe- buttermilk as the Well, no. Liquid. I specifically did not put in the milk compound. component. Yes. The milk component. How did you mix it? There was other shit in there. That's all I got to say. But, like, I forgot. All of a sudden, I remember no I was it was on a the brick. F- I, no. <laughs> I put it in the oven for, like, five minutes. And then I realized, because I went into the fridge <laughs> and I found it sitting there. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I went and ripped the things, the pans, out of the oven. Because I had, like, two or three pans. I scraped it all back into the actual mixing bowl. And I quickly added the buttermilk and put it back here. It still turned I out I think lovely. it was fine. I, it was so good. It was an edible red velvet cake. It was red. It was red. <laughs> wow. And with cream cheese frosting. You did the cream cheese I did. frosting. I did, I did. Good for you. Yes. Sorry. It was, I think, probably the only time Jamie baked dessert for... I've made eclairs, don't you dare. I've made them from start to finish. You know that I have. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, if there was a baker in the family... I wouldn't freaking ever try. I mean, not that you shouldn't have. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just Oh, saying, you make good trifles, though. I make good trifles. Oh, see, so yeah, my mom makes good trifle, too, and I just don't That's like really trifle. a half-assed dessert, It is. It it's really, delicious, People are super impressed by trifles. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I mean, make a box mix, too, there's too brownie, or a cake. It's not like Rachel. No, make some <laughs> it's not pudding. Like Rachel's trifle. So my mom actually makes like the English custard with it. Mm. Yeah. And I love that part. And other than that, I don't want to have anything to do with it. There's too many components. There's a like lot. Jello. But it's pretty. There's oh, Jello. Oh, yeah. Pudding. Jello she pudding. Custard instead of pudding. Yeah. But there's a layer of. I think she puts a layer of actual Jello. Oh, really? No. <laughs> I got that wrong. <laughs> because, <laughs> but like you could because put, we were both like what? So you could put all sorts of shit in there though, because I made one for New Year's Eve, and I had just been like, oh crap, Oops. I forgot to make a dessert, and then I said, oh, I'll just make a trifle. Because you throw together whatever you kind of have. See, and I would be like, I'm going to go buy some ice cream and call it a day. <laughs> that also sounds really good. Yeah. So, um, so Lindsay. Yes. You are not always into baking. I, I wasn't. So can you, can you tell us like how you got into this ludicrous field? Ludicrous. That wow. has, I think, a negative connotation oh, to it, Jamie. I think it has positive because of Spaceballs oh. the movie. But oh, um, okay. Okay, to each their own. Lucrative. So, is that what I meant? No. I, meant Luke. I don't think that. Anyways. Anyways. So I actually wanted to be either a teacher or an actress. Yep. I know you were waiting for that. Yep. Um, which I would never do well with. I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> um, luckily, I learned sophomore year of high school that <laughs> I wanted to be a baker. And That's I, pretty early on. Well, but. I mean, to be honest, we had started looking. I was looking at what is the name of that book? 
I don't know. Like, you know, the college books. And you go through and they have like little something. like summaries of each college. And I had like been banking on applying to such and such and such and such for acting. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I I have a flair for the dramatic uh, DVP peeps because that's just how I am. So I thought it would be a good fit. You sound like Ursula. Being the sea witch, a flair for the dramatic. Doesn't oh. she say that? Maybe, but I didn't say it mm-hmm. like that. I know, but that's the tone I just so, um, imagine. But I, I realized I had this like aha moment when I was trying something new that I'd seen on the Food Network, and it was making my own chocolate covered turtles. Oh, did you forget about those? No, I remembered that you made them. I just didn't remember when that happened. I actually thought that came out of you being in foods class. No, that that had nothing to do with foods class. So I started taking like the foods classes junior and senior year of high school, and um. So, but but I always liked baking. My dad would make oatmeal raisin cookies with us that he learned to make. With his grandma, and he would always tell stories. It was on the. I know it was a recipe on the Quaker Oats thing. I totally get it. I still people. I still look up that recipe when I make oatmeal raisin cookies because I love it. But he always told stories about how he used to help his grandma bake, and she lived like down the street from him. And he would ride the trolley to go pick up poppy seeds or this, that, and the other thing. And then he would ride the trolley. Yeah. I swear that's what he said. Okay, put it in my book. But he would go do that. And so he just, he'd bake with us. And it was kind of, I don't know, I enjoyed doing it. And then when I started making the turtles, everybody loved them. Yeah. I mean, it's chocolate so and caramel. What go- our okay. family. I was our, like, what yeah, goes into it? It's okay. chocolate caramel and toasted pecans. And it's so good. So Fannie Mae turtles. Yeah. Okay. Except- our, our family straight up went ape shit over these like our extended family like i couldn't come to a party without making those no. and then i'd have to make and they're very time consuming um because you've got to make that caramel about that. and yeah. it's you got to cook it to the right temperature and make sure you don't overcook it and it's really hot and you got to stand over it and watch it um yeah. again no patience uh, right it yeah. takes a huge amount of patience now but i do love it and i kind of want to make them again but that's for, you know, another day in the future. So that's where you caught the bug. So that's where I caught the bug. And I was like, I really like, ma- like, I, this goes to the numerology. Everybody listen to that episode. Div- 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 A diviner among I can't us. even ta- say that word. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, diviner among us. Oh, my God. I, I, I was See, I was say, like, yeah, I know there was a conversation uh-huh. about pronunciation. So mm-hmm. go back to that episode. And it talks about making people happy for me. And I loved making people happy with something so simple as sweets. And that's awesome. I think that that's so cool. And that, yeah. So that was my... Because everybody's happy with sweets. Mm-hmm. You can never walk into a house with like a tray of turtles or <laughs> cupcakes. Brownies. Or brownies. Yes. <laughs> and, and people are like, yes. Right. It's amazing. Right. So I have to tell you that, you know what I did last night? No. This is, what? Okay. Did you so, eat a whole pan of brownies? No, no. Okay, because I've been So there. do you know when you're a kid, <laughs> do you know when you're in a kid and like you get that box of chocolates that all are different flavors yes. and you want to try <gasps> them all oh and you God. can't because your mom's going to be like, nope, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, I had do. this whole thing of different, like that uh-huh. was gifted to me of like different flavored chocolates. So I was sitting there and I was like, you know what I can do? 
is bite this and put it back. Yes. Because it's mine. <laughs> so I was yes. just like standing there, drying them all and being like, oh my God, stop. It doesn't did you, matter. Did it you have like a, like a grid of like yeah, it description has, of what it all is? Yep. Okay, it has good. it all in there. So you weren't in the dark. No. Totally. You knew what you were trying. But I didn't have to commit to one truffle. Yes. Oh, I loved it. Oh. That made me so happy. I was so happy. <laughs> I was just like. Adulting at its finest. Right? <laughs> I get like, to eat my truffles. I get to put them back. I don't have to commit. I don't have to eat the whole thing. I can throw it out I if I don't like exactly. it. I can spit it out if I don't like it. Done it. <laughs> done it. Done and done. She's so. not spit out the wine, folks. I have not. I'm continuing to drink this wine. You are. You are. I'm impressed. It man. is weird. That you like it? I think I don't like it. Oh, I will not, not go okay. as far as saying that. That was like the it. wrong term. So, however, so okay. what did you do then? Now what? you figured out that you want to do things to make people happy, and that is baking. Okay. So then, what did you do? So then came the time to research schools, but Dad had a rule, and then it had to be um, a school where I would graduate with a four-year degree. Okay. And there weren't very many that were just pastry. Because let me tell you people, I am not a cook. <laughs> I mean, I can yeah. on occasion. I'm, And I've gotten much better in recent times. Um, but I don't like to touch raw meat. And when you go into these programs and you have to do a sausage making class, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... Um, well, I just had that reaction, but you guys make sausage. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I think it's disgusting when I have to touch. When I have to cut raw meat, it's like two fingers or a fork, and like I just like (laughs) I make a face, and then I immediately go wash and scrub under my nails. Like immediately, I just you can wear gloves. It's still slimy and gross. Everyone always offers that suggestion to me when I'm doing things in the kitchen, but I never do. I'm fine touching meat. I mean, but I grew Mm -hmm. up that way. Yeah. Well, it's not like we did. I mean. My mom cooks. I don't like shoving my hand up. No, but I'm saying like I had to make stuffed grape leaves with my mom and yeah. like help her with other things and like you have to mash that. You, shit. Well, you've got to like sit there and like take mm-hmm. it and put it in, yeah. and everything's with your hands when it comes to that. See, stuff, I think so. I'd be okay with that part, like rolling all that up and stuff. But like yeah, but you in have order to take the the meat and mixture and put it in there, I would take a spoon. You still, and so, so I, you don't mix yeah. it. You can't mix the mixture with a spoon. No, right? you have to mix it with your hands. You have that's, to mix it with your hands. That's where I have a problem. Yeah. I can't, I don't like so that's it. That's the girl who makes the stuffing for Thanksgiving. Okay, that's the one thing. But there's no raw meat in oh, it. Oh, that's true. It's cooked. It's raw egg, but there's no raw meat. And that doesn't bother me because I work with raw eggs See, all the time. See, I am more weird about raw eggs because <clears throat> raw meat, most of the time you're not going to get sick from it. Like you would raw eggs, I think. But I don't think you get sick very much from eggs if you I mean, unless handle them the right way. Unless yeah. it's raw chicken, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, so you found a four-year college. Well, I found two. And why did you end up choosing? You went to Johnson & Wales in Rhode Island. J-woo. And the other option was the CIA. Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. Yeah. Um, why did you choose J-woo? Um, well, okay, so real quick. You can toot your horn for a second. When we went to go visit these schools on the big trip between junior and senior year of high school, um, Hyde Park, people, it's so beautiful. And, I mean, I think we went there first, didn't we, before we went to Rhode Island? I think so. And, um... 
And it was just, I mean, it was just beautiful. You know, you were near like the river area. You could take the train. It was just in the mountain forest, whatever. So um, anyway, that was really cool. Then we went to Johnson & Wales. And as we're pulling into, because the address of the culinary campus is Shipyard Avenue. And that's, I mean, that is pretty literal. And I mean, you smell the fish, you smell the docks, you, I mean, it's not, it's not a really fancy, it wasn't a very fancy site. And my mom immediately turned around to us in the back seat and said, you don't have to go here if you don't want to, it's ugly. <laughs> it's ugly. It's ugly is what she said. And I'm like, okay, you know, but you go in with an open mind. Well, luckily I went in with an open mind. Yeah. And um, I got to tell you right now, it's really beautiful now. Jamie well, saw it too. Yeah. It's, it is much, well, it's much improved. It's still no oh, Hyde Park, it but is, it is much improved. It is much improved. It is a drastically different campus than what we saw when we went on that trip. And that, I mean, the only other time I had been there was when we went to pick you up after freshman year. 2000, yeah. So. So, um, anyway, so I went to Johnston Wales because I followed the money. And I got a scholarship from CIA and I got a full tuition scholarship oh. from Johnston Wales. That's so huge. That's where Cheers. I went. I mean, knowing. Cheers for being a smart bitch. <laughs> Thanks, bitch. I'm just kidding. Um, so so I, knowing that we had two girls going to college at the same time and a brother, I was like, I'm going to go where the money is. And I took a very Show responsible route. And I don't know. I, I did the same thing. I, I know, I'm not looking at you that you didn't. Okay. Um, but... I'm so glad that I did. And, you know, it, it might have been, you know, other people. Everybody has their own personal experience at colleges. But knowing people who went to CIA the same time I was going to Johnson & Wales, um, I feel like I got a fabulous education. And my chefs were amazing. So what were some of your favorite classes? I know you mentioned that you took a wine uh, tasting class or wine pairing? Wine something class. Wine essentials. Mm. So... I have a dual degree, food service management, and a bachelor's in that, and a bachelor's in baking and pastry arts. So I had to do the wine tasting for food service management, so I'm all well-rounded. I had to cook meat. I had to tress. I don't know what that means. It's like stuffing meat and then wrapping twine around it to oh. tress it. Yeah. So you can fit a stuffed I do that. roast or whatever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I did it. I had to learn how to be a server, which I can never do in real life. I cry. I told you I was dramatic and emotional. I cry. So um, to all you servers out there, including Jamie, who has done that in the past, I, I love more props for, to you. I, I, I wouldn't cry, but I would get angry and probably throw something. I loved serving. I cried. Actually, one of the, well, anyway, so I cried. Um, but I had to learn all that. So, But my favorite, I can't say I had a super favorite class. Mm, for I the think, food service management. Okay. Do you think you know my favorite for baking mm. pastry? Um, I have a few of my own personal favorite anecdotes from your school. But so go ahead. Okay. So baking and pastry, I'd have to say my senior year chocolate class. Okay. With Chef Duran. Uh-huh. He was from Switzerland and he was amazing. And the nicest guy. We had class Monday through Thursday and then everybody had Friday off. But he would open up the chocolate lab to us so that we could get extra practice. We could just try new things. He would, like, 
if you had something you'd seen and you wanted to ask more about, he's like, come on in. We would start class not at 9 a.m. when the rest of the school started Monday through Thursday. We would start at 7 a.m. for Chocolate Lab. What? And we would go into, because it only was till 9 o'clock, or 1 o'clock. And so he's only. like, that's not enough. What, from 9 to 1? <laughs> I mean. That's a fucking four-hour lab. That's like a normal lab. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, if you think about, like, yeah. I mean, I used to spend four hours in, like, physics lab. But there's I mean, so much you're to also learn. talking to the girl who went to business school, so. Yeah. So, but there's a thing. Mean, so we had to we had to fit lecture along with practicum. Oh, I see. So, so, the, so had, we lectured okay. for two hours every morning, and then we did actual hands-on practicum. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, I've spent hours in labs before. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. I was thinking, like, nine to one is already long to do labs. I did not think, because I feel like for lab, don't you also have, like, you have lab days and you have lecture days. Yeah. So yeah. it was split up. So you you're saying that it was strictly lab stuff, and so in order to supplement that with the actual lecture part, you ended up going in extra early. Yeah, that. so that we didn't I waste see. any okay. time, like because okay. everything we Thank learned you. we had to do. So since then, sorry. Um, so I loved his class. I loved my breads class. Now I had two awesome chefs because I never dealt with bread because yeast is a crazy animal, and so my freshman year it was I can't remember his name now. That's okay. But he wrote a book. He's probably not going to listen. He wrote a book. And he was like this hippie guy, eccentric, eccentric, like long hair with a ponytail. We would like leave and go do yoga. (laughs) Well, while our bread was proofing, he's like, all right, everybody, go get some juice from the, you know, the cafeteria that's there. So we would go do that. And then he's like, all right, everybody, let's do yoga. And we did sun salutations. But I learned so much. (laughs) And then the next breads class I had was with Chef Hitz. And he was hysterical. He's from Germany and he just taught us like so much about like how your bread should actually be. Not going to the grocery store and getting their baguette because that is not a baguette. You want rustic. You want a certain amount of crust. You want a certain amount of soft and tender. Your air bubbles have to be or air pockets have to be so big. It's amazing. It was totally intense. And it's so cool seeing these chefs with this passion. I also had a really kick-ass female chef, Chef Gibbs. We had a very strict policy on how we looked. So we had our uniform. We had our chef pants. We had our chef coat. You had to wear your neckerchief that designated what your degree was and what year you were. You had to wear your hat. You had to have all your hair up. Certain chefs were bigger sticklers than others. No makeup, fingernails, couldn't have any white showing, no jewelry, nothing. Chef Gibbs was like, if you need a little mascara to feel good about yourself, then you put that <laughs> mascara on. If you need some blush, you do that. But she was just kind of like, she was a super well-rounded woman. She did like the Iron Man and like all these different things. And she was just like a huge adventurer in life. And so she, you know, they always say never trust a skinny chef, um, which people, you can trust me. Um, but she was like this thin woman, but she was just so adventurous. She went to Thailand. She got stuck in Thailand when there was a tsunami. Oh, my she, cousin was in that. Yeah. And survived. And, and, I mean, she was luckily on the other side from where it happened, but it affected everything. Yeah. Anyway, she was just really cool, like, to see how you can do so many things with your life. You don't have to just be crazy into baking. Those are my top three chefs. Okay. And so... I was right on two of two. So, I have another one, sorry. Okay. Your sugar sculptures, but... That's okay. Well, that's Chef Duran. 
Oh, perfect. All right. Oh, I didn't mention it was chocolate and sugar lab. Okay, there we and, go. And um, so we did pulled sugar and blown sugar and it's like poured sugar, glass, and it, it's basically. very cool. And that we had really our cool. final showpiece was chocolate and sugar together. So yeah, Lindsay did some really cool shit. <clears throat> it sounds like so much fun. Way more fun than some of my classes. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I can't say I didn't really enjoy many, too many double negatives. I enjoyed most of my classes. There really aren't any that I can't say I really disliked. Sounds way better than like statistics. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to eat a bunch of foods. So then you finished your degree, and mm-hmm. where did you go from there? So, well, within my degree program, I did two internships. The first one was three months at my sophomore year level, and I went to the Gaylord Opryland Hotel and Resort, um, and it was amazing. So I got to see, like, large volume production. And then my senior year, I got to do another three-month internship. Co-op. Yes. And I'm, like, really struggling with that word. Internship? Yes, I just said it, too. And I'm, like, into, into... Is the wine getting to you? I guess. So I went to... No, I just don't get to talk about myself very often. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So I went to the Greenbrier in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. They required a six-month, and I planned to stay for nine. So I started in February or March, and I planned to stay until December when they have their big Christmas spectacular, the New Year's party, and then I was going to just peace out. My time there was also in large volume production, but I got a totally different aspect because I got to work for the golf club in the restaurant. So I got to work on the line in the restaurant there, but I got to work under um, a world's award-winning chocolatier, Chef Frederick Monti. Then I came home earlier. I came home in October, and I got a job in Skokie, Illinois at oh. a kosher bakery. You forgot oh, about that place, I didn't did. you? I did. So Zelda's. I was Zelda's. And they are still going strong. Um, at the time of this recording, they make amazing kosher uh, cookie bouquets and biscotti and popcorn and <laughs> get you a glass get your of milk. milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's do and it. so that was really cool to see that side of it is the kosher one, a kosher bakery. After that, I left because I was getting married. And then I got a job at Sepia, a Michelin star restaurant yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's awesome so I was the assistant pastry chef there and that was a whole nother world now I didn't have to like serve up desserts I really just prepped everything made all of the stuff my friend Cindy is an awesome pastry chef and came up with some really neat desserts with awesome combinations that everyday person might not think would necessarily go together so would you say that your experience there with Cindy sort of launched your ability to concoct your own combinations when you then moved on to guava. Yes. Well, her and I forgot another chef that I really loved. It's okay. So it was a <laughs> it was a class that was um, for like regional desserts, and our chef would say, "Okay, draw out of a hat what your region's going to be," and hmm. we had to develop. We could order any ingredient that we wanted. Um, but he's like, find your region, research it, come up with a dessert. You have to work in your group of three people. And so that, along with Cindy's, you know, inspirations and creations that she did, it did really help me going forward into my next position at Guava. Yeah. Yeah. Which was? 
So I was the executive pastry chef at Guava, which is no longer in existence. Um, It was there for a year. And that was cool. So the first menu, I didn't get to have any say in. And then the second and third menus, I wrote. So like one of the desserts that Lindsay had was a sweet potato bread pudding. And it was one of those things where it was a sweet potato bread pudding uh, that had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, cherries in it and white chocolate. Mm -hmm. And um, it had a creme anglaise made with Jack Daniels? Doers. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. And so I remember, I'm just going to list off a bunch of liquors. And so I remember that she told me she was putting on the menu and I was like, no, but I'm like, I will not serve that. And I, because I was a server at the restaurant at the time. Oh, okay. And you know, I, I always was very honest when I had tables. And so I was also very open to the fact that it was, in fact, my sister who was the pastry chef. And I was like, Lindsay, I am never going to be able to sell this sweet potato bread pudding <clears throat> because I'm not going to eat vegetables in my dessert. And so it, I remember being in the back of the kitchen with you and Lindsay just like, just eat it already. And she like shoved like a forkful in my mouth and I was like, oh, well, well shit, that's, that's actually like really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very surprising. I was very impressed with Lindsay's skills to put that together. But it's, I'd like to try some. It was I, really that, good. I do love, I love bread pudding. It's something that a lot of people don't like because it's mushy. But if you make it <clears throat> right, and I used to, I use croissants. Oh, okay. It's my secret. Oh, oh, nice. So then what? Then you started baking more than pastries or? So, well, what, what did you do What did guava? I do? I don't know. Guava closed. I was still at sepia. And then I was also working two days a week at a bakery because I decided I wanted to do more cakes. I don't know why. I was doing cakes out of the house for like friends and family. And I really like doing it. I'm like, you know, I think I want to explore a bakery setting again. And get back to that. Because the restaurant was great. I loved it. I loved everybody I worked with. Taking the train was cool, too. And working special events was awesome. But I wanted to do more into cakes and see what I could, you know, master or learn. I didn't know it at the time, but I was pregnant. So I was super emotional and had a huge breakdown at Sepia and had a huge breakdown at Tony's. And turns out it's because I was hormonal. But not so, because she has a flair for the dramatic. Not because of the flair <laughs> for the dramatic. So I went in there as a cake decorator. Um, and this is Tony Patisserie and Cafe. And they've got it broken down in a different way that I always made every element going into a dessert. And this was I'm a cake decorator. I don't make anything, I only decorate. I don't touch really any ingredients. So was that frustrating? It was at a, you know, because I sometimes would try and help out and then I'm like, Lindsay, or not, I didn't say it, but somebody else is like, Lindsay, you don't do that. Like, that's not, you need to just decorate. If you can't decorate this specific cake or cookie right now, then you need to move on to something else. So it was a totally different world in that aspect. And I, I don't like anybody else to do work for me. So I didn't, I didn't like to say like, can you, can you make that icing for me right now? Because I can't do any more work until I have that icing. Like, I had a huge problem with that. And I was told, no, you have to tell them, like, hey, it, it's time. We are out. And I did end up becoming a, real, a really well-rounded employee there. I worked the front of the house. I did do some of the baking stuff. I did some of the French pastries. I wrote wedding contracts. I dealt with the brides. I did consultations. And I decorated. Like, what's one of your, the worst things that has happened while you were in that industry? Um, you don't have to say 
where you worked or when this happened? One time I thought a magnet got dropped into some batter. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, Like what kind of a magnet? Like a magnet for, you know, those mini whiteboards. So we would write things on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was a brunch and I, I was prepping, so I had to, I'll be honest, this was with some bread pudding and individual <laughs> little iron stobs. And so I had to go through, flip over every bread pudding and like look at the bottom of it for this circle magnet. And it was shallow enough to see it. <clears throat> I'm like, not in here. <laughs> Where is this magnet? Where was it? It had fallen and attached to the toaster that <laughs> was on my workstation. So you after looking through 20 bread pudding, we found out it was no longer an issue. Um, another thing that happened is cakes collapsing um, and having to fix those. And we've had something where it's super simple, where it's like, okay, make a new cake. We'll bring it. We'll restack it. It was bring a whole bunch of buttercream stat to wherever this delivery was. Um, we've had much bigger ones where it was way more intense and we had to make a dummy cake in order a dummy cake is using styrofoam as a base and then you cover it in fondant to make it look like a cake and that was it was that was an intense day and everybody needed to go home and have some wine after that for sure i mean when don't you need to go home and have some wine right this is true yeah um is there something you're remembering that i told you about it was one of those things where like a cake started collapsing and you're setting it up and then there was like just like somebody holding it but there was a that's true that's true there was an instance where it wasn't a delivery it was somebody came to pick up their cake two hours early this is a little psa to anybody who orders cakes pick them up at your scheduled time do not pick them earlier because they need to set up in the fridge and get hard. Okay, so that's a good that's a good tidbit. Yeah, so yes. I was going to say, what to our listeners and all of us that are not in the baking world, what are some tips that you have? I mean, I've seen some of the cakes you've made, and they are amazing looking. So, I mean, I don't think I've tried many of what you've had. But Tips to make or tips to order? No, tips or? to order and just, like, things that, like – Consumers, yeah, should okay. know. Like being so, a patron, yeah. So if you're if you're ordering a cake, you need to make sure, or you need to know, these people are professionals. They kind of know what they're doing. You know, like they've been decorating cakes for a while. Obviously, your input is key. That's how we're gonna make you what you want. But you do have to allow some creativity to the decorators. I feel because they do know what works best. Um, they also know good flavor combos. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can be surprised by people's bizarre combinations and they end up being really good. Also, just yes, you, ca- you can't order a cake for like an hour from now <laughs> if you want it to look like, you know, the Taj Mahal. It's, you need to order <laughs> that cake like a month in advance, people, because not that we're going to make it a month in advance, but you need to plan for it. You need to make sure you have the proper molds if you need a mold you need to make sure you have the styrofoam if you need it the fondant the chocolate whatever it might be the right colors um enough ingredients what's the best icing i prefer swiss meringue buttercream your grocery store is usually an american buttercream which means what which means it's powdered sugar milk Mm -hmm. butter and shortening or just shortening and no butter 
but it's supposed to be buttercream. So in college, we were taught that that's grease cream, and we we didn't use it for anything. We were told in the winter to use shortening to moisturize your skin because it was so dry from washing your hands all the time. So put a little shortening, rub it in, and but so what's the Swiss? So the Swiss. So then there's a bunch, three different meringues. There's the common meringue, which is just taking egg whites and granulated sugar, and you just whip that up cold. Swiss meringue is when you take your egg whites and you cook it with your sugar over a bain marie and heat it to I think it's 110 degrees and you have to cook heat it to that for a certain amount of time and then you whip it and this is why whip we don't have patience good. yeah okay for baking because you stuff. have to whisk it constantly this basically. might be sinful you might hate me for asking this question <laughs> oh my god what's going on Costco has this really good icing it's like they're like <laughs> I know so what is I that? actually I actually meant to say um so in the grocery stores there's usually, you could do like the American buttercream or yeah, I, I agree that's not great no it's not and so but to be honest I do use that for like kids frosting if people yeah. are like my kid only likes this fine I will make you that frosting and it can be dairy free which is another oh. reason why sometimes I do make that yeah oh um, but that's why like grocery stores do that too because then it's n- this other one is not oh okay uh-uh. all right just kidding so there's this other one, and I, I did learn it in one of my earliest baking experiences in a bakery, um, but it is called Better Cream, and it's uh, powdered sugar and then this liquid stuff, and because um, I honestly, I never looked at the carton, but it's like this big thing. They might They might even sell it at your grocery store. I don't know. You whip all that together, and it makes a smooth, creamy stuff. Is that what they use? Do you know? Yeah, probably. That's what I don't know that what Costco uses. No, Costco has but this, I like, feel like it's. But that's icing that is so good. That's like that's and what I don't you like, like too. I, I don't yeah. like icing. I like that stuff. I don't like Jamie does Actually, not. I don't Jamie does cream. not like my buttercream. Oh, I very much dislike it. The Swiss meringue. Yeah, and it's be it's because I feel like I'm eating a stick of butter, which is what it's supposed like. Cause that's like what it's supposed to be. But I think I'm just so used to just store bought. What's it yeah. called? Betty like, Cracker I, yeah, from a can. But I, yes, but so I expect it to be very sugary. So when it's not and it's very buttery, I'm just like, Ugh. so. And that's the thing with Swiss with Swiss meringue. Your sugar is dissolved into your egg whites, so your tongue doesn't get it. It doesn't get that sugar right away, so it seems less sweet. And then there's butter that's whipped into it, and that makes it that velvety, smooth, melts in your mouth. It's a Got nice it. texture. It's like just it. not a good flavor. So, what's me. the hardest thing that you think you make baking? Because I learned how to make baked Alaska in home. Oh, did you? Home, I don't know what that is. Home what Mac? is that? Yeah, in high school. Oh, it's like it's ice, cream ice cream in a cake that you bake, and the ice cream stays cold. It's okay. So, baked Alaska is you have a layer of cake on the bottom. You've got your ice cream, and then you put meringue around it, and then you toast the meringue. I don't think we did meringue. That's a baked Alaska. Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we just did cake. But Why? It's, it's you could have made you could have made like a bomb, maybe B O M B E. It's delicious, but I think I'm always like, well, how is cream. it in the oven and it's ice cream? That's now. The crazy oh, thing. so you might not have torched it. You might have put it in the oven yeah. to do it. Okay. Yeah. So your ice cream's supposed to be super cold, and then I mean, it doesn't take much to toast. If it's out of the freezer, the how is it not super cold? Well, right. So you have to do it like oh, you need to be extremely speedy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Or like in the restaurant industry, you'd use a blast freezer or like a sub-zero. 
that would make mm. it like you would pre-scoop your form and then you would put it on there. So what do you think is the hardest thing to make? Or something that you Lindsay's don't like, like everything's easy. Oh, except I cannot make lemon bars. No, I cannot make lemon bars. In her entire life. Why? I don't know. I fail. One time I made them five times and I failed from scratch. So is so that I, like the challenge? I haven't made them since. But I, I failed five times so I had to go buy the box mix. And Lindsay, so Lindsay makes really complicated things, which is why it's so incredible because people just make <laughs> lemon bars like it's I like can't the do easiest it. thing. <laughs> That's like Lindsay's Maybe kryptonite. you're overthinking it. And maybe I am. But the other thing, like, I, I, I don't want to underbake or over, and that would be interesting. <laughs> I don't want to underbake or overbake it, okay. so maybe that's it. I, like, you know too much. I know too, so, so the thing, like, my <laughs> the mom. The knew too much. Yeah, my mom and my husband, they're like, how do you know that's done? And I'm like, well, first of all, you feel it. But second of Great. all, like, I can feel it and be like, that needs two minutes, or that needs one more minute, and it will, it will be done. Like I don't, I don't use, I use timers for like a base and then I'm like, okay, well, you know, if I don't know what the exact time is, I'm like, I'll start it at 10 and I'm like, it needs seven more minutes. Huh. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm throwing cookies and I'm like, (laughs) oh, they don't look dark enough. They don't look done. And then they're burnt. And then they're burnt. (laughs) Yeah. You got to take them out when they're like kind of looking soft. Yes. Yeah. See, again, I can do that with cooking all day long, but like baking, I'm like, What's happening? It's like another beast. It is. My sister actually makes banafi pie. Do you know what that is? I do. I'm sure you do. I don't. Um, what is so that? It's like Have some sort of like, car- it's so. super sweet. It's like a caramel, chocolate, it's like an English dessert. It's banana toffee. Yeah, thank you. Pie. Toffee, not chocolate, right? It oh, might have some chocolate bana- on it. Or, but oh, toffee, banana. not caramel. That's, That's why what it's called banafi banana toffee. Mind blown. People. It makes so much sense. Okay. All so, right. so Christmas Eve, she's making it. When you have to boil a can of condensed milk to what? make the toffee or something. Okay. That's how you make dulce de leche. FYI. So she was doing this, and this is like Christmas Eve, and the thing when she opens it, it blows up in her face, <gasps> and she has like burns on her face. We no! had to like find mm-hmm. a pharmacy that we could get sylvadine cream from. It was like a whole. Oh my god. Thing. Well, Lindsay That's has awful. a trick for uh, burns. Oh yes. Okay, well, first of all, that's terrible. She's okay. We, <laughs> okay. we learned but how to. But they got it and go in her eye. Yes. I know. Yes. Well, we learned about, we learned how to do that with the sweetened condensed milk in school as like a, a cheat. So you take the can of sweetened condensed milk, put it in a pot, make sure there's tons of water on top of it, and then you boil it for yeah. like two hours. I think the that's actual what she was doing. can? Yeah. The actual can. You take that's off the a, wrapper. That's what she was doing. And so, but then you have to cool that stuff. Like hours, yeah, I don't and then you got to put it hours. in the fridge afterwards, and then you open the can like the next day, and then you scoop it all out because it's oh gonna be, God. it's gonna be amazing. It's tasty. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So that wow. is super unfortunate that that happened. So nobody yeah. try it that way. At yeah, home. no one ever. You gotta tried like that. let it cool down. Okay, but yeah. if somebody so, should get burned by something, if somebody gets burned by something, this is picking up something hot off the stove, touching the grate on the stove. Boiling water, boiling sugar, um, make, get your baking soda, people. First of all, put it in your first aid kit. Second of all, get your baking soda out. Put some in a dish, add water to make uh, wet sand. Yeah, a paste or like wet sand. 
and then put it on there and let it just dry up, crack off. And then you can put it on again. But I will tell you, I've been burned so many times in school. And they Not by give guys, you, just, no. you know, by food stuff. But they give you burn cream. And you'd put it on and you're like, my arm is burning still. Like it's melting off. Because it was like keeping the heat in. Yeah. Then you hear mustard works and butter. Like there are so many different random things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so and run, it running it underwater. That makes sense where you're like, you're going to cool it. And I don't know how this baking soda thing works, but let me tell you. I, I kid because everybody's okay, but like I say I've saved people's lives with it. There was a woman at some place I worked. She had three gallons of hot, bo- like from the, the coffee tap. So it's boiling water. And she's carrying this in front of her chest and she trips. And the whole thing sloshes under her neck, onto her decolletage, her arms, and she it drops it on the floor. She is burning. And I took this page, or somebody said it, and I was like, "Why? oh, it's this. And I said, why? What happened? And they're like, so-and-so burned themselves. And this is somebody who went out of her way to be mean to me. <laughs> and I went, and I just took it out of the other woman's hands, and I just did it, and I just, I groped her, <laughs> putting this paste on her. And the next day, she didn't have a single spot on her. Wow. It also happened to me with boiling water all over the fronts of my thighs. I had a, a pitcher explode. <laughs> it was awful. I had a two-month-old, and this pitcher of water explodes, and it's all over my legs, and I threw off my, my pants. And my husband had been in the other room, and he's like, what do you need? I said, baking soda. And I threw it all over my legs, and we went to the ER, and they're like, now, you said you got burned? You had boiling water on you. They had no. Because she put they boiling water out. into a cold glass pitcher. It was guys. an untempered glass. It was. It was a stupid idea. As soon as I put it in there, I'm like, that was bad. And then it. It was a bad idea. Ah, uh, you know, people do that. People I do things. I know. Yeah. I was tired. Sometimes, I was yeah. sleep deprived. You just sometimes do you things. Know? I mean, I've have permanent nerve damage in my finger yeah. from. A, we're not getting into yeah. the story. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so that's yeah. Burns, oh, burns that's a bad. good tip. That's I it. always think of that. I've told other people that story, so I thought that we should share the baking soda paste yeah. for burns with our DB peeps. Yeah. yeah. In case they get the baking bug, if you will. <laughs> or just burn themselves for other True. Or burn yourselves True. at a campfire or whatever. Doesn't mean you don't need to go see a, an mm-hmm. actual doctor. This is true. I would, I would strongly encourage to- <laughs> that as well. <laughs> Probably wise to make that venture. Okay. Real quick about the wine. Oh, let's go. Yeah, let's go back. I'm going to go back to the wine. I'm eating cheeses. Okay. With the wine. And in your cheese anniversary episode, you mentioned it brings out different things. Your wine will like enhance other things. That's why it's a little bit tricky. So we, what are we eating? The I had the. Okay. So there's, there's a goat cheese. The one that we had actually at, at Sarah's last episode. We've got sweet cheddar. We've got balsamic bellavitano. And then the last one is the goat herb cheese or something. I haven't had the goat herb cheese yet, but I've had the other three. The bellavitano is good with the wine. I like it. Agreed. The other goat cheese, the hard goat cheese, that comes off really stinky in my mouth while I'm drinking it with the wine. Then the sharp cheddar, right, you said? 
Yeah, oh, sweet Sh- cheddar. Oh, sweet cheddar. sweet cheddar. The sweet cheddar. When I am chewing that and I take a drink of wine, it auto, like it becomes very dry. All of a sudden it goes like... Like it sucks the moisture out of the but then it becomes. I actually think it complements Then it becomes real creamy right yeah. after. It was really weird. Interesting. Yeah. The strawberries, I think, go really well. Very well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, um, well, yeah. Yeah. the website says that this would go well with strawberry cheesecake. So there we go. Oh. Cheese and strawberries. Just eat the cheese and the, just get like the biggest mouthful of cheese, strawberries, and I'm sure and we have, Oh, we have angel food cake over there. There you go. If you want to just shove all of that in your mouth and then just, just pour the Ooh, wine I actually, on it. I feel like the the um, herb one is good too. I feel like it just kind of like I don't know if together. it's yeah. I don't know if it's for this wine so per no, se, but okay. yeah, it so could it could work. Let us reassess the wine though. So okay, there's like peach, some nectarine. I, feel like I, it's I get honeysuckle and like and like uh, honeydew. Yeah, I feel like I get a a lot of the honey. Where you know in the description it says it can have a lot of ginger and stuff. There's none of that. No, in, I don't in here. Um, yeah. I do feel that it is creamy, and I find it refreshing. Like in the aftertaste, it doesn't it needs linger. Needs to be cold. Yeah, this is warmed up now, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But not the worst wine. Her her glass is almost empty, folks. It is. Now, I haven't re-poured. Now, normally... Normally, we I are did. There's a lot of Although, re-pouring going there wasn't, there wasn't... You gave a, yourself the I had the lightest pour. pour. Yeah, you had the lightest not pour. Not on purpose. Then, she, then you got real generous here with me and Sarah, so... <laughs> I told you it got easier to pour as the bottle got lighter. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, anyway... Uh, yeah, well, thank you, Lindsay, for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been really interesting, and I feel like we could even keep going on and have a whole other podcast. I mean, it. I have so many podcast ideas with Lindsay in mind that, you know, I feel like... We maybe should you should teach us... Hand. Maybe we should have a class. I was just going to oh, say, I could be like Julia Child yeah. and a little wine yeah. for the goose and a little for me or no, whatever let's she used do to that. do. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> all right. We, wait, but we're not cooking goose. No. Oh no, we are not. We're gonna bake. Are there are there any baking things that you can hey, make with wine? I have a KitchenAid mixer that I've like the really nice one that has never been used. I have one too. Yeah, have you used yours? Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, mine's mine. Well, it's never, we need to christen it. yours. Well, christen. Okay. Well, christen. We maybe we could have three. It's going. beautiful. I it's do beautiful. have. Beautiful. I always look at it. My <laughs> I always look at it and I'm like, it's beautiful. What color is it? Is it silver? Oh, okay. I really want. I was between. I was between silver and red. Lindsay, I have red. red. Okay, from Costco. It was. This was. It was on the. This was the gift for my wedding registry. Oh. And my my lovely grandmother bought it for me. Oh. Thanks, grandma. Everybody should have a KitchenAid. So. Yeah. Or some sort of. That was the thing. It was like, oh, you're getting married now. You You have to have it. Yeah. It's true. I actually have a pasta attachment. So one day we should make pasta too. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That would be cool. My sister does that. Yeah. I, yeah, my br- our, our brother. brother does that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining all the way Thanks. from Chi Town. Uh, appreciate, well, appreciate the opportunity to drink a wine that we would otherwise not, and find out that it isn't as terrible, as bad, sweet with as the you were expecting for it's your not taste. As bad as a sweet riesling. I. I don't dislike Didn't this as much. Did you buy a sweet riesling? A sh- I bought a late harvest yeah. riesling. Yeah, I did. It's going to be different. <laughs> it's a little... I think it would probably be as did. sweet as this. Oh, no. That shit's sweeter. Sweeter. Is it? Oh, yeah. A late harvest? Yeah. So, I'll share that shit. Okay. Uh, okay. But anyway, thank you for joining, Lindsay. Thanks for listening, DB Peeps. Yeah. Uh, for those you. of you with sweet tooths, happy 
Sweetie? Sweet tea. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.